Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to find answers about anything and everything out of the ordinary. From ghosts to aliens, shadow people to hat man, I want you to feel comfortable to know you can submit your stories through my main website, which is shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com. Tell me as much detail as you'd like, because the more, the better that we can all understand what's exactly going on. And, you know, if I can, I'll give you the best amount of insight that I can come up with to help explain what might be going on. But again, we're all learning here. We're all growing and trying to figure this very strange and very real world out when it comes to anything out of the ordinary. So again, I am really happy to hear that you guys are really participating in this program by contributing your story. So I thank you. And I know I get a lot of emails from people thanking the folks that are sending these stories in as well. And again, I always welcome people who have experienced anything out of the ordinary to also be a guest on this show. But for the most part, a lot of people like to send in their emails. And uh, hey, that's all good. I love reading through these and jumping on into it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to jump on over right now to the first email that I have here today. But uh, one thing you guys got to realize when you send these emails, it really is something that I like to just take raw like everybody else. Like it's the first time I'm looking at it most of the time. So I don't sit there and try to edit what it is that people are writing prior to reading it live here on the show. So it's just as intriguing and puzzling to me at times when I'm going through these, but it's all good. It's all good. And you know, I also want to tell you guys, my guest in the next segment is Jeanette Lucas. She is a real life psychic treasure hunter. You're in for quite the treat. But going to my first email here, uh, this says, Dear Heidi, my name is Sebastian. I usually listen to this other program and uh, it was kind of aggravating when I hear a show that I would love to call into. So I was thrilled when you were a guest and you gave out your website and told people to email their stories to you. I've had tons of creepy experiences that I would love to share with you, and I'm 40 years old now. And when I was in my early 20s, I was addicted to pain pills really bad. I just got home at my parents' home. I was standing outside smoking a cigarette. 
I had my focus on this area in the backyard that had a history of demonic activity. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> a history. But until then, it had only messed with my dad and brother. My belief in God was mediocre at best, and I grew up Catholic. I would flip-flop back and forth and would deny that I believed in God, so people wouldn't think I was weird. So I'm standing outside looking at that area in the backyard and the stories that were told to me of things that happened to him back there would creep me out. And they still do. But my attention was focused in that area. I turned my head to the right and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a black shadow figure. Took a double take and nothing was there. Instantly, I start telling myself, it's my mind messing with me and it was just spooking myself out. So now I'm facing the road and telling myself I didn't see anything. <laughs> so much, so much that I hear this type of thing. When I felt two taps on my right shoulder. I know nothing is there, but I look anyway. And as my head is turned to the right, I hear a word saying, hey, in my left ear. Ugh! It was drawn out in an almost whispering type of voice. I then proceeded to toss my cigarette and walked inside. Oh, I would have run. <laughs> Now, I took a lot of pain pills for years, and I never had I ever felt something that wasn't there touch me and whisper in my ear. A few nights later, I was sleeping on the couch, and I had the worst dream of my life. In that dream, I was standing in the living room, and there is what I would guess a demon standing a few feet from me. I knew if I opened my mouth, it was going to jump in me. Huh. I was terrified, and finally I started to say the Our Father in my dream. That thing jumped in me and started knocking me on my back as I continued saying the Our Father, the prayer, you guys. <laughs> it was coming out in a demonic voice, however, and then I woke up. In the living room, it was the darkest I've ever felt, and I was paralyzed, curled up in the fetal position, saying the Our Father prayer and Hail Mary over and over, but none of that was easing me. After a few minutes, I called for my mom. It was so dark that I felt like Dracula had its cape around me. I called out again. I didn't realize it then, but my dad was wide awake. He was always sensing when things were off. He asked if I was okay, and I told him no. He walked out and asked what was wrong, and I asked him to please turn on the lights. When he did, it felt like I was dumped into a warm bath, and tears flowed out of my eyes like a faucet had turned on. After that, I never questioned my belief in God, and I've never been scared to tell anyone. Wow. I always say that the devil brought me to Jesus. That was one instance that's happened over the years. The whole area was just weird. And I lived in a trailer house, five houses down from my parents, where a lot of creepy things happened. But that would be for another time for you to hear if you're interested. And thanks for letting people know that we can email our stories. And I really did love hearing you on that other program. 
Thank you, Sebastian. Wow. You know, whew, you guys, it, it, this is interesting to me when I read this story and I often tell people that uh, they sit on this fence of if they have a belief in God or, or anything like that. And, and it's always like this this almost shame like talk that happens with it. And I just don't understand. It's like people are so eager to say, yeah, yeah. You know, I love going out and doing some ghost hunting or I love those spooky movies and spooky television series, but Oh, church, God, Jesus, angels. Like, Oh, that's too fluffy. That's too weird. Isn't that funny? It's like not too long ago, people were really, weird about uh, talking about such things as the paranormal, but now it has flipped and people are nearly ashamed to admit that they have any kind of belief or faith. And, and, you know, I try not to sound like a, a Bible thumper because that's not the position that I, I try to hold in, in any regard to, to be honest, but having this light, this other thing, this other light source in people's lives is it's important when you're facing something so dark and evil and paranormal because there's a lot of it. And that's the very same thing is true when it comes to alien phenomena. You know, there's so many people that are like, it's all good and positive out there, but no, 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 it's not. But uh, I also don't fall for the scenario that uh, everything is a threat in the skies as purported by those in the government saying, if it's in our airspace, it's a threat. Well, they have had a lot of contact going on with various beings and rumor has it of what they're talking about with these different beings. So are they all evil or are they just uh, the ones that aren't working with them? They're considering evil because they won't participate in the exchange system that they have set up with the other beings. I don't know. What is it? You know, so I find it really uh it's really telling to me to have this person that's being really honest. And, and I've brought it up here on this show many a times that when people write me and say, you know, I saw the devil, but I don't get into that uh, religion thing. But help me figure out what to do, because there's something really evil in my home. And I'm like, hold it. You don't get into that religion thing, which they think falls in the same category as faith. But faith is totally different, right? To believe in something more powerful, positive uh, than yourself, right? And if you're acknowledging this evil to be so powerful in your world, it's okay to say that, yeah, there's something else that has my back in this world as well, too. So we have to do this. We have to get over this hump, this shame. And, and if anything should help a person who's questioning positivity or God or faithful things, uh, if you can sit there and look into the eyes of something so evil and acknowledge it, just, just take that moment to acknowledge the, the other half that is going to have your back and standing up against this evil thing that's standing in front of you. So Sebastian, I totally feel you. And you really helped prove that point and what it is uh, I speak of quite often, um, you know, that it's okay. And, and I love that you're not ashamed to talk about it anymore. So there you have it, everyone. Someone who came to that very same conclusion all on their own. And I believe we all can do that. If we can dig into these odd and dark things, let's dig a little bit more into the light of things and, and also the power of the human potential. That's so important. It is so very important. And, and I just don't understand how people doubt themselves or doubt what they're experiencing, doubt what they're seeing. <sighs> we are magical. 
We really are. And we are very, very spiritual beings existing in a flesh body for a reason. We have amnesia for a reason. It's time to be our true selves and figure it out and solve this puzzle and get back to who we are. So Sebastian, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time to write me and all of you that are listening. Remember, go to shadowfolks.com, same website as HeidiHollis.com. Just some people can't spell my name right. So uh, go there and write as many details as you'd like about whatever it is that you're experiencing. Or if you'd like to be a guest, just indicate that in your email. And again, if you're a researcher or author, always put that there as well, because that is always welcomed as well, if you'd like to be a guest in this program. So, you guys, we have a really fabulous guest. We have Jeanette Lucas that will be joining us here shortly. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Tired of thinning hair and not so thrilled with the options to reverse it? After 10 years of extensive research, Dr. Nathan Newman is proud to introduce Reveal. Easy to apply Reveal works great on men and women and is used in the comfort of your home. Applied morning and evening. Free of parabens, sulfates, silicones, and dyes, Dr. Newman uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients in this revolutionary product. It's the only product that can be used for men and women without having to worry about side effects on your heart. It wasn't an accidental discovery. It was really made for the hair, so it doesn't have all the side effects that all the other products that we had. Because it was made for the hair, it really has very good effect very quickly. You will see the changes in your hair, not in two years, but you will see it within two or three months. You will see that it's thicker, is more lustrous, better. And the more you use it, the more it will continue to benefit and maintain the hair because it's a fight against our genetics and against the hormonal changes that we get. Once you start using it and you see the benefit, you want to maintain it by continuing to use it. Reveal is a luxury home care system applied twice daily that is as good a treatment as you would find at the most exquisite salons at a fraction of the price. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Simply enter discount code GEORGE. Time to return to a fuller looking head of hair with Reveal from HealthyLooking.com or by phone 24-7 at 800-604-3129. 800-604-3129. Genuine Reveal is not available in stores. Order today at HealthyLooking.com. Reveal. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have a fabulous guest joining us. I have Jeanette Matasha Lucas who uses her psychic and dousing skills to work on such things as true crime, treasure hunting, and locating missing objects and animals. She's also been asked to help a lot in ghost hunting, investigations, assessments, various radio and television interviews, and she is now in the middle of writing her first 
book. So I'd like to give a warm welcome, everybody, to Jeanette Matasha Lucas. How are you doing today, Jeanette? I'm good. Good morning. Awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's so cool when I get people like you coming on the program because you are a good friend. And I was uh, fortunate to connect with you on another show that I was hosting. So, uh, yeah, so I, I know your story inside and out. But, of course, the listeners do need to be informed a bit about your background. So tell us how you got into what it is that you do. Sure, sure. So when I was seven, my father was working for the federal government and for the military using his dowsing techniques. And dowsing is, um, it's the way to find water with a fork and stick. They called them water witchers. Um, But you can take it to the next level, which you use a pendulum on a string. Sounds goofy, but it really works. And it just helps you pinpoint. So it's a form of focusing. And in in my opinion, um, dowsing works by just a vibration in your body. And the pendulum moves according to the vibration. You have to watch the pendulum in the direction it goes, which I was certainly fascinated at seven about the direction it went in. And my father used it to locate booby traps bombs for the military in during the Vietnam War era. But he also found downed airplanes. He also found water wells. Um, he did a plethora of anything. I don't want to say it was all paranormal because you can find oil. You can find water. You can find treasure, uh, missing persons, pets, and the list goes on. So, yeah, I loved it. I, I at seven, seven, the clock, the, the, the switch turned on, the clock turned on going, go. <laughs> Do you remember your first, uh, find i mean what you're looking for well i was when i was seven my father was in the backyard with the joint chiefs of staff and when he was in the backyard with the joint chiefs of staff he was teaching a bunch of marines how to use the fork and stick to locate underground water but when you're locating underground water it's very similar similar to locating underground tunnels so he was trying to get them to focus on the sensation from the fork and stick now there's the fork and stick which could be from a tree there is the L rod, which my father copy wrote, <clears throat> and the L rod um, can be made out of aluminum. It can be made out of any kind of particular metal. I prefer metal. Some people have plastic. You can use plastic and put it in a V, um, or you can have a stick come out that's big and plastic, and it's the word response or a vibe that comes out that you have to pay attention to. If the vibe, the vibe goes in one direction, it means no. It goes into another direction, it means yes. If it reacts funny, pay attention to the, the, the funnies and you'll say, oh, it's not here right now. I have to re-ask the question. So that was the general process um, with the Marines and they weren't getting it. So my dad called my brother out to help the Marines use that method and they, they followed a little bit, but then I was really determined to go out there and help. And I said, well, why are you just going for underground water when you can go into tracking? Do you remember those Cowboys and Indians shows where the American Indians were tra- tracking people? Yes, yes. And, and, or the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and they were tra- you know, being tracked. And I thought, well, that's really, that's really stupid. You're just limiting the, the whole idea. So I said, let's, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to follow where the water is going to, to the larger capacity of water and uh, underground flow, and where it pops out from an underground flow. So I used the uh, divining rods, which 
I used both the stick and the forked stick, and I walked over and I tracked it and I said, okay, now see how it dips here and then it goes up and then it dips and then it goes up. So I watched the reactions and I said, okay, so this is where the underground water is, but let's watch and see where it's gonna come out. And so instead of digging so that it can come out, what you do is you, you track, 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 and then all of a sudden um, you go to an area where the divining rod pops in a certain direction and there's the water. So that was my first experience and that was in the 60s. So wow. I'm not a spring chicken, but <laughs> I have oh, a lot no. of experience. Well, it, it's interesting to me. So, so the, the Joint Chiefs, Chiefs of Staff were in the backyard. I mean, it, yeah. it's amazing to me that uh, our government took something like that so serious so far back then and it just goes to show how much more incredible the the human anatomy the human body is and we're energy and and our government knows this and people in power know this but they have us feel like oh you know we should question who we are and question our eyeballs when we see a ufo in the sky or something like that but we're going to use a stick and we're going to teach our guys on the field <laughs> that are in the military to try to be safer out in the field to be able to to trust that inner energy. So they're very well aware. So I, I find they, that they fascinating are. that, uh, you know, so well, far back then. So Yes. And I, I want to interject. There was a general by the name of General Stumblebind and a General McMasters. And both of them, in my opinion, were ahead of their time. They were big time into the super armies, the super soldier, and the vibe, and all these high-tech details like aliens would have, you know, skills, talent, whatever you want to call it. And they wanted to explore the opportunities of all the different uh, oper- different skills that you could obtain either by training or you have it and then you have to focus. And so people need to go look up Wikipedia about uh, General Stumblebine because he was incredible. I believe he was there. I know um, General McMasters was there. They're, they're both deceased. There is another General McMasters out there, but that's not the guy. So you have to say 1960, wow. 1960s General McMasters. And then you they had their... You grew up around this, and you honed your skills, and you ended up working for these same people your father did. I, I no, I little, I did a little bit. Um, my skills sort of popped in just accidentally. My dad would go out and try to find a water well, so I would work with one of his clients here and there, and then um, I would go with him to different military locations and sit in the car while he went inside and did map work and then he would come out and introduce me to some heavy hitters you know and I sat in the car thinking what am I doing here and then they would ask me a couple of silly questions which I thought was silly um, as a 13 14 year old and um, but I look back thinking wait a minute I just gave psychic input and didn't even realize it so for me I guess I was sort of a natural you know like a good baseball player some people are just a natural and um, so down the road, I got to meet other people that were involved with the government um, from Senator Pell's office, Dr. Scott Jones. Um, but Scott tried to introduce me to another group, the Stargate group, and they turned me away saying women didn't have the skill. But we all know that's not correct because women were on the team. And um, so although I interviewed, um, I now work as a team member with Angela Ford, who was on the Stargate program. Um, as a psychic slash yeah. intuitive 
Can you tell us, uh, what was the Stargate program about? Can you tell us briefly about that? I I don't know much about it, except for the fact that it was sort of a, I don't know extensive details, but it it was a form of trying to communicate with aliens. It was a, it it did a bunch of different, um, uh, mm, it it was remote viewing. So let's say your target, a lot of targets. So let's say your target today was find out if somebody's going to kill President Bush. And if so, where are they? So because you knew Bush was going to go from, let's say Bush was in America and he's going to go to Italy. And um, is anybody going to try to kill him while he's in Italy? And they go, so the, so the intuitives would say yes. And the, the uh, assassination people are right here. So then what happens is we would send a CIA team out and go check the location, the actual street location and everything, all the details. So let's say it's one, 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 tobacco road and they'd go there and then they would stop the assassins and this this kind of thing really happened so stargate i believe was a little bit of everything paranormal and a lot of people are not aware of all the historical factors i mean i know that some of the presidents were going to be assassinated and a lot of it was stopped because of the remote viewers wow so so um you know, I do also work with remote viewing i don't tell people that it's just yeah. an innate ability i have well, just just to to clarify, now you said that they also try to reach out to speak with aliens. Right. Any success there that you're aware of? Yeah, yeah. I um, a friend of mine is a physicist, and he got to meet some of the the aliens, their ships, etc. Um, Angela said she got to uh, meet them. Um, you know, the thing was. She said they were very nice. Um, they were communicable. This is, so this is in the remote viewing world. So they it, correct, and they, and they communicated with the powers that be, the government, about what was. Well, they were think? actually the, the aliens were actually here on Earth. So, so I mean, they did the the remote viewers would actually communicate with the aliens up in the space. But then when they were also here, they would try to communicate with them uh, using any kind of telepathic method they could. Um, so it's, it's pretty complicated, but um, if their target was to say, show us how to build a, uh, to build a spaceship um, because they, their spaceship was here, but we had to learn how to use it. So it's almost like saying, Oh, here's a VW and here's a Mercedes. <laughs> wow. You know, you have to learn the two different <laughs> types of techie equipment. That's amazing. So, so a lot of yeah, a lot of people just had no clue that it was a lot more than they think. We would have lost a lot of presidents, I think, if Stargate hadn't been there. That's amazing. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, this alien factor after our break because that is so absolutely fascinating. So wow. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with more from Jeanette Matasha Lucas. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets 
that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Um. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, my guest here, Jeanette Lucas, she was speaking in regards to some of her experience with her father working for the government and finding wells through dousing and whatnot. And uh, I find it fascinating, even more so, uh, the Stargate program that she was almost put in, and uh, she works closely with some of the folks who were involved in that group, remote viewing different instances. But you mentioned Angela Ford and some others that were given targets to speak mm-hmm. to alien beings, and, and this mm-hmm. information being uh, transmitted back to the government. Do you know some of the, the communications, what was being said, what was going on? So these aliens were residing on the planet. Do we know where? Uh, Yeah, to my knowledge, they were here. They're still here. They're residing. Um, To my knowledge, uh, our people that worked on the Stargate program are pretty much heroes. People don't know that. They think, oh, it's ooh, or the devil. But they were quite knowledgeable once they started having a lot of experiences. And I'm no different. I have a ton of experience. And people say, oh, no, she doesn't. Yes, I do. And But they have demanding experience of give us, give us information and give it to us quickly and and we're going to apply it now so i mean i have the same similar but can you imagine standing right. there and you have to communicate with an alien who is on earth and how does this ship work and this is red light green light blue light etc I, I can't imagine the pressure and um and then at the same time oh here's another program tomorrow uh, we have to save our president's life i mean i'm sure it was very demanding and yes the ufo stuff did exist in, in time it'll come out um no producer has actually produced a storyline on the stargate program and all its people that are historically making an, uh, an effort out for america what they did do was uh, produce a storyline on Project Blue Book, which I thought was great. I saw it, <laughs> you know, I saw it because yeah. they were talking about a man that was similar to your father with your last name. Yes, yes, that's wild. So th- that was a shocker. <laughs> and so we both have this line of family hereditary of, oh, my dad was here, my dad was here. And, and uh, surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my goodness. So, well, I, I'm curious also, you know, getting more into what it is that you've experienced, some of the things that you've uncovered, it, your work is amazing. I mean, it, I, I love the fact that you still remain, as far as you know, um, being the first psychic dowser, forensic dowser, written up in the Smithsonian Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, So uh, basically I get a call from magazines and they want to know my background or what do I do? And it's it's just like a resume. If they call you and say they want to talk about water or they want to talk about how you find things or how you do true crime. So they called about water and they called about, which I told him was boring. Yes, we can find it. And I said, you want to talk about true crime? And he said, sure. And I said, but true crime can also bleed into finding missing objects. And he goes, well, as a matter of fact, um, the, the writer was Jack Hope. And he said, I've got a missing object. And I said, okay, great. So let's go after that. And I'll show you how it works. And I use what I call, uh, and I teach students this, the who, where, when, how, what, etc. It's a protocol. And um, I said, when I use that protocol, I can find out where and what I'm looking for. It's a little more in depth than that because I do have students and I don't want to give it all away here. But on Jack, 
uh, Jack's situation and his missing object, the first thing that came to me while using dowsing, because I incorporate dream work and dowsing and my psychic ability and remote viewing. And what I did was I said, Jack, this is really weird. I don't think it's, I don't think you're, pro whatever you're looking for, which was paperwork. And you know, we're all buried in paperwork. And I said, I, I have a feeling you need to go to the trunk of your car. And I see the color yellow. And I want you to dig in the trunk of the car till you see the color yellow. And then either before the yellow, next to the yellow, around the yellow, and, and pay attention to the word around. So you can call it radius, that kind of thing. But I always try to find whatever the treasure or item or person is, what they're next to. And because that is an easier uh, protocol. And so I said, go to the yellow item. Keep digging, keep digging. So he said, that's really crazy, Jeanette. It's not in the trunk of my car. He went to the trunk of the, the car and, <clears throat> excuse me, he, you know, he had a big trunk, not an itty-bitty Volkswagen trunk. And he started pulling things apart. And, he, and I was on the phone with him. And he, and he said, uh, I, I can't believe this. And he sort of screamed, ah, you know, <laughs> and he, he said, I, I can't believe it. I said, what, what is it? And cause I told him it wasn't what we we're going for is not what, what his target was. I and see. he said, Jeanette, um, I have been looking for a piece of paper with legal documents that I needed for a court case next week. If I hadn't found it, I would lose the court case. You know how that goes. You don't have your documents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're screwed, basically. Yeah. So he said, that saved my tush. Now where do I go? I said, okay, so that's item one. And then I said, now what we have to do is figure out. So we use the dowsing to pinpoint. So I said, let's go with, you have, so one through five, you have a building you live in, an office you go to work in, um, you have a cabin in the woods with your family. So I have to figure out which building to go to. So first I said, all of them said no, except for the building that you live in. I, so I said, I want you to walk your body up to your home. And this is a, a general process. So he went to his home in a condo in like the fifth floor or something. I said, okay, so this sounds funny. Wherever you are, turn and face the window and go into a room that feels like an office. And it's really weird because I literally see um, a room with a metal desk that feels like former U.S. Army surplus <laughs> desk. Oh, gosh, we know what those look like. Yeah, and he goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. He goes, have you ever been to my house? I said, no, why would I come to your house? Right, right, goes, right. So, and it was really hilarious because he goes, because I have an Army surplus desk in my office. You found it. Oh, my gosh. He so goes, you found his object that yeah, he was looking and, for. Okay. Yeah, and I said, I want you to go to the window because you find the things around in the radius of, of, of the item that's missing. And he goes, okay, yes, the window is right there overlooking the desk. And I said, okay go to where the, there are two drawers only. I want you to go to the second drawer and pull it out. And he goes, there are only two drawers. <laughs> I said, okay, great. And so I guess his body went on the left side and the drawers were on the right. And I said, go down to the second drawer, pull it out. He goes, I've been in here a hundred times because people get feisty and rude. And I said, I want you to look for the color file folder. Cause I said, I see Santa. And he goes, no, I don't have anything in here on Santa. I said, just follow the radius. So sometimes you've got to be really specific and telling them where to go, what to do, and to accept what it is that you're saying. I've, I've heard that from a lot of psychics, and people are resistive yeah. to believe that you're actually 
going to deliver, right? Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes I even go to, so far as it's the color of the Coca-Cola wrapper. You know, it's red. Wow. Right? That's like, amazing. I, yeah. Like so, right now I have. Long story short, he was impressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, long story short, he went to the red file folder. I said, pull it up, go two file folders in front or two file folders in back, the radius, and you're going to find what you're looking for. Of course, he pulled it up, screamed, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's okay, been missing okay, for two okay. years. <clears throat> so wow. there we go. Wow, that's amazing. So he wrote up a very positive report about you in the Smithsonian Magazine, first ever uh, and probably still standing as the only ever to impress Absolutely. somebody writing yeah. for that. So now tell us a, a bit about uh, this really great adventure that you had in finding Al Capone's hidden treasure. That one is always a kicker to me because it's just unheard of. It, it, it is. So I'm going to make it a shorter story. So basically I flew to, flew, drove to Chicago to go to a paranormal conference. Those things are great. They're a blast, but you got your frauds, you got your real people. Yes, of course. Yes. And, and you have, you have your weirdos like me, who's a treasure, treasure hunter. Um, so, cause I'm out on the outlying factor. I'm a, an outlying person. Um, so for example, you could be covering stuff like the hat man that's outlying. That's not the norm. So I go to the conference, I get to meet, um, a very famous psychic and Ingo Swan and we stop chatting. He walks away, but he gets stopped by another couple. And he said to me, Oh, you're going to become famous. You're going to become somebody. He kept bugging me. Who are you? And I said, Jeanette. <laughs> and I was like, what, what does that mean? You know, and he goes, no, who are you? I said, um, so anyway, so he goes, okay, bye. Got to go. And he started talking to a couple about, it was, it was over a hundred feet. Later that afternoon, they approached me and they said, hi, you're Jeanette. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, we were told a lot about you. I was like, who, who did that? And I know Ingo stopped and chatted with them. So I just started putting two and two together. And he goes, well, we have treasure. And he said, you're going to find our treasure. And I said, okay, great. So we went to a room, and yes, folks, I did get paid for it, and I also get a commission. Now, the chances of you getting paid your commission are very, very small. So we, we went to the room. He pulled out 30 maps, and I always tell people, get me the maps. No maps. I don't want to work with you. You have to do the hard copy. So I pulled out 30 maps, and I said, what stories do you have? So he told me about five or ten stories. I think it was like ten stories. I said, the Al Capone one, let's go with that because I know for a fact that Al hid treasure. That's just a known fact. I said, so let's go with that. And then I touched a, a particular map and um, my finger felt like I was burnt by a cigarette. You know, how, how the burning Got heat foods. I mean, it yeah. literally felt like somebody put, was burning my finger. And it happened each and every time I touched the map because you go from the big map to the area to the 10 by 10. And then I have to pinpoint where to park. We've got 30 to go. seconds to wrap up this story. So what right. happened? So, so after all of that, they found treasure. Uh, they dug two feet, found the hood of a car. They dug two more feet, and they found 60 bars of silver. Yay, from Al Capone and Frank Nitti. That's amazing. And I know that uh, you, they were questioning when you're they were digging... And they're like, well, we hit a, a, a roof of a car or a hood okay. or something. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, hello, go a little further. That's a sign right there. So we're going to continue with Jeanette Lucas here after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com.
Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> I have my guest, Jeanette Lucas, and we were speaking on a great many of things of her various talents. You're honestly the only psychic I know that is just absolutely known for treasure hunting, but you've also got this special talent of finding missing persons and uh you've found some pretty fascinating uh folks over the years and items and and whatnot but can you tell us a, a bit about some of these missing people that have gone on record uh across the nation sure well i've seen i've been seen on uh, nancy grace cnn about the kaylee anthony case location uh basically i received a phone call to help find a missing child and not, I was really wrapped up in my kids at the time, so I had no idea what a big case it was. And apparently it was going international. And I kept telling the people that called me, um, she's right over here. And that was in June. And nobody wanted to hear it, which is a standard response from people who are traumatized or people that are involved in search and rescue. They just don't want to hear it. They want to, they want to go where they want to go. So it was sort of a, not a verbal altercation about it, but it, it is a fight to work on true crime. So I prefer to work with police versus families. So at, at any rate, we all know where she was because I said, go over to a house on the corner. I gave all the details. They got there. I said, just double, double check with a, uh, a rod and put it in the ground. If the, if the rod stops, that means somebody's there or the baby's there. And I did say, hey, she's not going to be sitting on the curb waving at you. You are looking for remains in your recovery process. So at any rate, they, they did find her where I, I located the area. And no, I never went there. A lot of people are, there's, there's uh, guessing that I went there. They're guessing I've received maps. I never got any maps. I had to do everything by myself. And I had to turn it into them and tell them do this and this and this. And then when it was all said and done, they didn't turn in the information. There was a body there. So I called um, Fox News, I believe, and said, hey, listen, go down here. There are the remains of Kaylee Anthony down there. Please get this done and stop this madness. Because the media madness was just over the top. Yes. And that was that was one of my you know, it was a good learning lesson because it tells me now, um, get, get everything in writing. Um, I mean, I've done it before in writing, but even more so when it becomes more international and national uh, in, the, in the limelight with people and getting traumatized by the fact that other people don't care about their child. And it, it, it it's only about a 10% situation, but it, but it is tragic. Um, another case I worked on that a lot of people don't know that I worked on was the Chandra Levy case. And I worked with the FBI on that particular case and told them where her remains were. And I told them who did it because it came through for, for my, from my perceptions and remote viewing, who did it and all the details. Um, so I guess a couple of years later, a friend of mine was a community leader in DC. I, I, 
am from the D.C. area, so I was up there, but I had just had a child, so it wasn't as if I could go out in the field and go help, because I had C-section uh, stitches. I just couldn't. Right, go got it. Help. You'll, you'll break it. You'll, you could die. Of course. So, so I gave as many details as I could and they went out and this was interesting. They had 300 police officers, rookies actually, go out and um, walk the area. But when they did, and this is why you're called a rookie, is when you walk the area, they stepped on top of her body, dislodged her from all the rocks and she floated up because she was not stabbed several times but she floated up and then a man three days later walking his dog found her in the exact area I mentioned and I tell people again the radius the radius the radius and I selected a barn and I said horses you walk down the hill from the horses and there's only one down the hill from the horses to the creek bed that's the only direction you can't there weren't a ton of creek beds down the down the hill from the horses there was only one and they went there and um that's where she was found and i wow, gave a bunch amazing. of details about about her did remains they, did they get it right then about who the killer was i did i did get it right so no but um, did they get it right it's a convoluted case because he was working alone he had been arrested several times for rape he did take home um trophies you know underwear so it's a possibility um, that this was right, the, yeah. the right guy. But they kept okay. going to court, and Got unfortunately, it. his attorney was really good about getting things dropped from being shown. That's, um, that's fine. I, I got gotcha. you. I, I hear you. So it's very I, I'm awful. I'm curious about what it is that you've been working on more recently. So what what are your angles? What what's happening? So you know, the good news is because I was on the Coast to Coast show, um, I got to meet a woman by the name of Maureen Seberg, and she brought forward the fact that I have Great a, friend. oh, she's wonderful. And she's on your show too. Yeah. Um, she mentioned that what I always used to call my cray cray abilities was actually called synesthesia. And once she alerted me, this is what you're looking at. I'm seeing colors and things. And she said, pay attention to that. And the next thing you know, I start writing up, what does this color mean? What, what happens when this color pops up? What happens when this color pops up? And apparently only 4% of the world has this kind of skill. And so it did help me with, with true crime or treasure, that kind of thing, or even ghost hunting. So um, I got a call to work on the Delphi murders, which I can't tell you anything except for right now. We may be on top of something very, you know, very concerning. And so I'm, I'm very excited about it. He may tr have turned out to be a serial killer. Um, so I got a call regarding that. I got a call regarding uh, two ghost investigations, which that's more party and fun stuff. Um, so typically when people call me regarding the both crime, true crime uh, and ghost hunting, I get a call and they say, we're at this address. What can you pick up? What can you tell us? Um, we know it is haunted. So what I do is I try to describe, is it a male? Is it a female? Uh, a period, because you have to do the who, what, when, where, how. And the when would be like 1600s, 1800s, 1900s, et cetera. And, and don't think our people that die now, they do haunt. <laughs> I mean, they have people that, there was a woman in Nevada, for example. She was in a car wreck and, and another woman saw a, a dead body on the side of the road and this happened I guess 10 years ago and she kept seeing a dead body that was naked and that made them pull over and call the cops and the cops did some more research um, in the field in the rescue area and they found a car like I think 200 feet down the hill and, the, and they found the woman dead but with her little baby who was like four years old and he was alive so it saved them so ghosts are not necessarily 
only from history. They, they can be any time. But on, on, for example, the one case I just did out of Seattle, um, I, I told him it was a woman. I said, period clothing, I'm going to say uh, 18th century. So I'm going to go with 1862 to 1869. So then you say, okay, she had dark brown hair. I see her walking on the steps. I see that she could have fallen on the steps. And you know how back then you 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 trip on your own clothing and you die from tripping on your own clothing. Um, now, I got the impression she was hit and flew down the stairs and killed that way. And they said yes. And I kept saying the word cowboy. What I tell people is the details about the hotel that are very critical. I said, go to cowboy, the cowboy. Anyway, it turns out the hotel had a room and they labeled the rooms different names and, and things and one of the rooms was called little cowboy big cowboy um cowboy hat that kind of thing that's fine yeah that, that was fun you know that was a lot of fun that's why i say ghost hunting is party time now i'm a little different i don't work on the evil hauntings like you do um or the hat man i stay away from that kind of stuff so i would say most of my psychic friends are like that they're very much love and light you know just block it all out it's like but that's not what i have to deal with it's uh the real world of, of the situation for me because that is what uh is is most uh, in the forefront these days, especially yeah. with the pandemic going on, so much negativity. So I, I like that you do something so sweet and innocent as finding missing pets, cats and dogs. I, I do. That's I, awesome. I do. The, the, yeah, and it, it's sad. The last two years, we're having more people just steal a dog out of a fence and sell it or steal a cat or dog and give it to mom or dad and say, here's your birthday present. Um, so That's I'm seeing horrible. a lot of that. And it, it's really weird. I will say normally I get nine out of 10 locations done. Boom. But because of COVID and I'm not quite sure why my ratio has definitely dropped. Now it could be the clients are more traumatized. Um, they, when they go there, they're alone and they're not looking as well as they could. But, um, You know, sometimes I want to do it. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Right now I have like five cases of horse, some dogs, all the way to Australia. I I mean, it's it's tough. Wow. How can people um, get a hold of you if they want to hire you? um, I can be located on my website, Reach Jeanette. So it's R-E-A-C-H Jeanette, G-I-N-E-T-T-E dot com. ReachJeanette.com. It's sort of easy. That's wonderful. But, um, you are just a, a world of knowledge on so many different things. And I, I'm always impressed with uh, what it is that you're able to do. And you even found an important item for myself at one point. So I, I, I tell people all the time, if you're missing something, reach Jeanette. There you <laughs> so, go. That's so, so easy. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jeanette. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Wow. We have come to the bottom of another fabulous And I hope informative program for everybody that's tuning in. And I want to welcome you all to please go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and check out what I have there on the site. I have a lot of bits of information, especially regarding the topic of shadow people and hat man. And you guys, I hope you realize I am the author of eight different books. Only three of them are on these dark topics. Everything else kind of surrounds of these topics, trying to help people build up their tolerance, their understanding, and uh, ability to take these darker topics on. So check those out as well. I have books on angels and Jesus encounters and even the topic of faith. And I'm a cartoonist, so I have 
books for kids, and I also have a couple of books that uh, balance on the topic of faith, one for adults, one for children, because we really have to have it out there in this world. This is a really, really complicated world, especially with all of the trauma that everybody is dealing with. But you know what? If we keep supporting each other, it's going to get easier. It's going to get better. And, you know, light always wins in the end. Never forget that. Good guy always wins in the end. But it takes a little time. But it's okay. It's going to be all right. It's a time of change. It's not the end of times. All right. Well, you guys, you know, I am here every week. And I always look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out. If there's anything I could do to give some insight on any of these topics, that's what I'm here for. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.